I'm thankful that He never fails. I'm thankful you're here. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I battled some sickness this week, and I'm starting to get on the men's. And pray with me. My voice will hold out for me to get through the message. And I hope that I'll be okay and it won't be a distraction to you. Just trust God to help us. But 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you're there and you're able, let's stand for the reading of the Word of God. Uh, I'm going to read the first seven verses. This is where I'd like to focus on this morning. Uh, I hope and I pray that God will help you the way He helped me. Uh, through this passage this week, um, a familiar passage, and I've kind of we've kind of been all around this in different chapters. But uh, boy, I hope this will be a help to you this morning. I know it can be and will be. I just pray that uh, God will fulfill His will, and I'll get out of the way, and God can do His work. Amen. But I'm excited to bring this to you. It says in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse one. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, I'm so grateful to be in your house. I'm thankful to be around your people. God, I'm thankful for this church building. You've allowed for us to gather in, God. I'm thankful for those that have come out today. And Lord, right now we're asking for your help and your touch, God. Lord, I need you. Please help me, God. I pray you'd touch my voice. God, I pray you'd help me to be preached with clarity. And God, I pray you'd give me just the ability to uh, proclaim the truth of your word, Lord. Uh, I pray you'd speak to hearts in the only way that you can. God, we're trusting in you today. And we do need you and want to hear from you, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I love this time of year. I hope you do as well. It's Christmas time, and it's it's a, it's a time for uh, I guess us as believers. We understand that uh, there's a lot of people that will not give any thought to the Lord Jesus any other time of the year, but they will this time of year. And uh, that uh, I'm not saying that that's right at all, but I mean that's the truth. And I like the fact that even though the world may be so busy and it's hustle and bustle, that we can uh, take time out and that there are things that uh, we can show and see that uh, uh, this world is recognizing Jesus. Look, He's the greatest gift in all the world. Uh, we, we uh, this time of year, I know it's, I've always said it, I think it's, we're supposed to be celebrating the birth of Jesus, I guess His birthday. But this is the only time where, uh, how many birthday parties you show up to, everybody gives gifts to each other, not the person it's the birthday for. You know, and here we celebrate birth, we give gifts to one another. But I understand it's, it's in representation of He's the greatest gift. No matter what gift you may ever get, the greatest gift you can ever receive is salvation in Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what, that'll never change. And uh, that's the reason for the season. It's Jesus Christ and it's the Lord Jesus. He is the reason uh, for this time of year. And He's the reason that we need to proclaim it at this time of year. And that's something important for us as children of God. Taking the advantage of this time of year where people may take time to... 
to to maybe sit down and read a track, like we're able to go to the the parade and and, and hand out those tracks on why Jesus came, uh, that that they would take that time uh, to maybe contemplate and consider Christ and what He's done for them. And uh, we need to take advantage of that and we need to proclaim it uh, everywhere we can to a lost and a dying world that Jesus can save. Amen? And He does save. Now look, uh, in us proclaiming that, and we should proclaim the truth, and I want to kind of focus on that this morning with it being this time of year, and that's the main purpose. Understand something, it's uh, our purpose uh, for being on this earth is to proclaim Jesus and the gospel, uh, but this time of year, the purpose we should focus on is getting the gospel out to people and sharing the good news with others, uh, but along the way, there's going to be some hindrances to that. We need to understand that. and uh, There are some essential things that we need to help us in our efforts if we're going to be effective at it. And here's the exciting thing about it. All of what we're going to find right here in this text. Right. I love the Word of God. So, so this is going to give us some application for understanding what we should be doing, why we should be doing it, the hindrances we may come upon, but also how to overcome that and what we can do in order to and focus on so that we continue to proclaim the gospel, all contained in this text. So here's what I want to do. I want to preach this for a little bit this morning, if the Lord will help me, on proclaiming the message. Proclaiming the message. So here's what I'm doing. I'm just going to jump right into it and give you some points out of here. We're just going to walk down through these scriptures and hopefully it will be a blessing to you. Number one, we have to understand something. We have a ministry. Do you realize if you're saved this morning, if you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, we all have a ministry. Look what he says in verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry. You've got... A ministry. If you're saved, you have a ministry. Listen, whether you exercise it or not, we have it. Amen. We as born again believers have a ministry to minister to a lost and blind and dying world the message that Jesus saves. And like I said, whether it, maybe you performed it this week or maybe it's been a couple of weeks, whether you do or whether you not, understand for every single one of us, we have this ministry. What a privilege. What a blessing. And uh, look, would to God people see this that are saved, that listen, we have this ministry to proclaim to a lost people in a lost world. Do you realize if everybody would grab hold of just that simple thought and realize the ministry they have to go out this week and proclaim the message of Jesus, it would have an impact? It would. It would have a major impact. Look, we're quick to condemn a world that doesn't see that they need to get saved. Yet it seems that there are many that don't see the need to make Jesus Christ known to the world. Isn't that the truth? You think about that. Look, this is the greatest thing in the world for us to be involved in. It's the greatest work. I have a job that I report to. I have uh, bosses I answer to. I have to work my job to provide for my family. But the greatest work I'll perform this week, Brother Jason, is this ministry that's been given to me as a child of God. That's right. Amen. You young people understand something. You may be young. You may be small. You say, I have no idea what I'm going to do. But if you're saved and you're born again, you have a ministry. And you can engage that ministry and be used of God in that this week to proclaim the truth of Jesus and the gospel and what He can do for someone without Him. We all have that ability and that opportunity. And it's the greatest thing in the world to be involved in the ministry. This ministry I'm speaking of, this ministry it's referring to here in the Scripture, is making the Lord Jesus known to a lost world. And don't think for a minute, well, we're in the Shenandoah Valley, we're close to the Bible Belt, people know. I'm telling you right now, we go down to the Shenandoah Valley Juvenile Center, and there are kids, local kids in this area, sitting in that jail that have never heard Jesus can save them. They've never heard the gospel. They don't even know stories like Daniel in the lion's den and David and Goliath. I'm telling you, there are people all around us in the Shenandoah Valley that need for us to proclaim this ministry that Jesus can save them. Amen. 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 Number two, though, realize this. 
We've received mercy. We have a ministry. But thank God we've received mercy. Look what it says here. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy. As a believer, if you're a believer, you, you don't hand out tracts because you're a great person. You hand out tracts because you're not in hell. Right, right. Amen. Uh, as a believer, you don't witness to someone else because you have this great talent and ability and people are drawn and I, I have this uh, persuasion. No, listen, if you're going to witness somebody, you're, if you're going to do it the right motive, you're going to do it because you're not in hell at this point. Right, right. And God showed mercy to you and you've not been put in the lake of fire. Look, we're not to do something for the Lord so it can be known to man that we're doing something for Him. We're doing it so the Lord might be known to man. Amen. Right. He can save them and make a difference right. in their life. That Jesus can save their soul from hell. That He can give them a home in heaven. And that, listen, not that we're a great servant. Not that we're just hard at it in the we're working of the Lord, but that listen, because of the mercy of God, I'm here to tell you today, Jesus can save you. Yes. Amen. I'm thankful God didn't give me what I deserve, Papa Little. I'm thankful I deserve hell. I'm thankful I didn't get that, Brother Richard. I'm thankful God did not pour out the judgment I deserve. I'm thankful He has not and will not because of Jesus. Thank God for His mercy. Amen. Amen. Listen, God's been good to us, church. He's been very, very good to us. And that's the reason we go. Listen, He has withheld much judgment. Many different types of judgment He could rightfully have placed on us. And if you're saved today, we'll not have to face the wrath of God because Jesus Christ took upon our wrath on Calvary. And when you trusted in Him as Savior, hey, that was paid for in full. Amen. Thank God for that. We have a ministry. I'm just going to keep moving on. We have received mercy. And here's this is important. We have to keep marching on. We can't quit. We cannot quit as God's people. Look what he says here. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, and then he says, We faint not. We faint not. We can't quit. No matter what. You can't quit. Every one of us that have been saved, let's say for a few years, can look back on each of those years. And since we've received this ministry, and we can look back and we can find disappointments. Mm -hmm. We can find failures. Every single one of us. We can find hurt. We could go back and pinpoint things that did not go the way we had planned or hoped they would go. But look, I don't want to be one of those that quit because other people are quitting. Right. Amen. You should not want to be one of those that have quit because other people are quitting. And people are quitting and people are hanging up. But I'm telling you, we must keep marching on. Amen. I don't want faint. I don't want to get faint. I don't want to falter. I, I don't want to, to fall short of the finish line. Amen. We need to keep marching on in, in following the orders of the Lord to keep pressing on for the glory of God. Look, we see things happen. I know there are things that happen that we wish didn't happen in this ministry we've been given and things don't turn out the way that we want it to, but that is no reason to quit on God. It's no reason to stop proclaiming the truth that Jesus saves and He's the most wonderful thing in all the world. He's the greatest gift any man or boy or girl or woman can receive and He will save them and change their life and He's still in the saving business. Amen. If everybody falls off the wagon all around us, we must make up in our mind we're going to keep going on. That's right. Amen. If a relationship goes, it doesn't matter. We're going to keep going on. Cameron likes Morgan. Morgan likes Cameron. How sweet is that? Good. 
I think it's good. But you know, both you need to make up in your heart and your mind. And I, I hope this ain't this would never happen. But if that relationship ends, you serving God and being faithful to God and the ministry He's placed you in will not quit. Amen. Right. It will not stop. Amen. Amen. You've got to make up in your mind those things. Nev, you're the only friend Willie has. <laughs> not true. But you're a great friend to my daughter. And she loves you greatly. And I believe that you care for her too. But I'm going to tell you something. You two better understand something. That you're just not serving God because each other are serving. But you're serving Him regardless if one falls out. And I hope it never happens. And it doesn't go that way. But if one goes stray, I'm going to keep on serving yes, Him. That's right. I'm not going to quit. I'm not doing it because of someone. I'm not doing it because of somebody. I'm not doing it because of something. I'm doing it because He saved my soul. And He means more to me than anything. And I've been given this ministry, not to faint and not to quit, but to march on amen until amen. the end. Amen. For the glory of God. Amen. amen. Listen to me, parents. We can't force our children to do anything. We can pray for them. We can train them up the way we want them to go. We can put them before the, the right things uh, as far as uh, you, you children understand with the help and the grace of God, I'm going to preach the truth to you all the days of my life and give you truth from the Word of God and you can sit under my preaching and get all the truth. But you and your heart, if you choose to go the way of the world, it's a choice you'll make and it'll break your parents' heart. I'm telling you, because you made your own choice, we're praying you'll choose Christ. We're praying you'll choose God. I'm praying for these little girls who'll choose to live for God. And I'm telling you something, Mom and Dad, regardless if they stay right or they go astray. You've got to make up your mind I'm not quitting on God. Yes, that's right. Amen. Right. Right. We've got family hurt. And things happen in families that we, as parents, we, we don't want. It breaks our heart. But you can't quit on God. Keep marching on. You've been given this ministry. Don't quit. Amen. And I'll say something to you children too. Listen, hey, I hope and I pray it never happens. But mom, dad, get sideways. They might walk out on God. But you've got an ability to get to the house of God. And you know it's right. You have to say at some point, listen, they may go sideways. But I'm staying straight with Jesus. I'm going to keep on keeping on for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. I don't want to faint. I don't want to fall out. I don't want this church to, to get weary and well-doing. Listen, I don't want to quit because someone else does. I want to keep moving on till Jesus comes. Amen. Amen. I'm glad Paul didn't faint. I'm glad Timothy didn't faint. I'm glad Titus didn't faint. I think about James and John. Hallelujah. I'm thankful they didn't faint. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm thankful Elijah didn't faint. I'm thankful he kept going on, Brother Jason, all the way to the end. I want to encourage some of you granddaddies in here, your grandmothers, keep going strong for the glory of God. You can hand that mantle down like Elijah handed to Elijah. I'm thankful Elijah stayed faithful to the end. And when he went on to be with God, hey, listen, Elijah picked it up, amen. I'm telling you, I'm thankful for that, amen. Yes, amen. And I'm thankful people kept going and didn't faint, Brother Jason, all the way up to our time. Right. Hallelujah. I'm thankful there are those in my life that hadn't fainted. Amen. Yeah. And I pray with the help of God not to faint that we can hand it on to this generation. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to keep things moving on. I don't want to become an enemy of the gospel because of the enemies of the gospel. There's a lot of enemies of the gospel out there that want you to quit. Don't you quit on God. Amen. Right. Don't you quit proclaiming the truth of God. Yeah. Don't you let this world make you think that, listen, you're living some subliminal life because you're serving God. I'm telling you, you're living the greatest life you can live if you're serving Jesus. Amen. You've been given this ministry. Here's my fourth point. We have many that are watching. We have many that are watching. Now, I think this is important. We see we have the ministry. We've received mercy. We must keep marching on. But then he goes into verse 2. We've got many that are watching. Look what he says here. But 
have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness. Nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Do you realize something? There are many people today that think that because they aren't seeing as many people get saved as they would like to see, they need to change the way they do things. We've got churches changing all across this country. They're leaving the old way. They're leaving the Bible. They're leaving the old paths. They, 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 they think they're because we're not seeing the results we want to see. And we need to try something different. I'm telling you, this ministry we've been given by God, God doesn't change. Amen. Look, this ministry that we've been given by God, it's not for us to try to fit in with the world. He will, you will not find that in this Bible be like the world to reach the world. That's not what this ministry is about that we're talking about today. It's, it's not, let's try to do all we can to be accepted by people that hate Jesus. He told us if they hate me, they're going to hate you. We need to try to live peacefully with all men, but I'm telling you what, if you'll begin to live for right and stand for right, you're going to have to stand against wrong and people aren't going to like that, but it doesn't mean we change. Right, great. This ministry he's talking about and what we're striving to do, it's not trying to build everything around people that don't want to have anything to do with the Bible. Our job, what does he say here? It's to renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. We've got to call wrong, wrong, and right, right. Amen. We've got to live that way. Live right. Don't do wrong. That's what he's talking of here. Look, we're supposed to stand and preach and proclaim against the things that dishonor God. And guess what? There's a lot going on today that dishonors God. That doesn't mean we put a button on our lips. We're to renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. Amen. Look, we're, we're not going to walk in craftiness. What's that talking about? It's talking about all these squirmy preachers out here today that are doing it for a dollar, trying to build a congregation, playing games with, with the minds of people and congregations. It's more about psychology than it is preaching the Word of God. That, 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 that's crafty, walking in craft. We're not to do that. Amen. This isn't a game. We're not playing with families and, and, and with, with eternity. Look, we're not to handle the Word of God deceitfully, it says. Look what it says there. The, the Word of God deceitfully. I'm just going down through the verse. Look, if you don't believe the Bible, don't pretend you do. Amen. I believe this Bible. Every word... Every word. Yes. And there are some things in here, Brother Jason, they're hard for me to swallow. Right. Yes. And my flesh wants to say, boy, that's hard. But I'm telling you what, listen, we need to believe every bit of it. Yes. Listen, and I'm telling you, there are people today that are getting up, and, and you got men preaching out of this thing today that don't even believe it. That's handling the Word of God deceitfully. Amen. God's not going to honor a man or a church that's preaching out of the Bible they don't believe and won't follow. Amen. Now here's something important. The second part of the verse says this. this we're going to start getting into some meat here. But it's to help you. Look what he says. He says, but... Now he goes through all these things, having renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Men are watching. People are watching. Amen. Our life needs to match our lips. What this Bible says. Here, here it is. If we're going to see people say, isn't that what we're all about? Amen. Isn't that what we want here? And, and you have to understand too, what are people after today in the Christian? I mean, aren't we, aren't we all about people getting saved? I'm all about people getting saved. Yes. Right. 
Right. How to see people getting saved, amen. amen. If, we, if we're for that, if we're the only chance we're going to have in the world where God's given us the help right here, if we'll just understand it, we have to live a life so that when, when it's preached, the truth is preached, they've already seen it in your life. Amen. That when someone is not law is not saved and they look and they hear this truth, that they see it in your life. They see it in your family. They see it in your friendships. They see it in your fellowship. They see it in your personal walk with God. Look, this world doesn't want for us to talk about a Jesus that's clean, but us to live dirty lives. They're tired of hypocrisy. They're tired of phony Christianity. They're tired of some cheap imitation of the world. They need truth, and really they want truth, but we just got to have some people that say, listen, we're going to live it, amen, because man is watching. We should be a visible manifestation of what the Lord Jesus Christ can do for you in your life. What we preach about the Lord doing and changing life, it ought to be evident in our life. And here's the fifth thing. We have an enemy that's real. So here, here we're going to get some hindrances now. We'll change gears. We have an enemy that's real. In verse 3 it says this, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world, little g, that's Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. This enemy is the devil. He is as real as Jesus Christ. Hell is as real as heaven. And the devil is as real as Jesus. I mean, you need to understand that. And we need to understand that. The devil is the one that's hiding the gospel from people that are lost. And, and if we can get them to focus... Listen, here's what he wants to do, and, and I'll get into what we need to do. He, if, if he can get them to focus on anything other than Jesus, he's one. And look at the world today. Nobody has time for Jesus. People are so busy today. So busy, so busy. So I've got so much going on, so many things. I'm involved in so much, involved in this, involved in that. Involved, they're involved in their life. They're involved in their kids. They're involved in sports. They're involved in this job. They're involved in this. All of these things. Time, Jesus, time for later. I'll take that care of that later. I'm doing this. I'm involved in this. That's exactly where the devil wants them. Amen. Look what it says. In whom, verse 4, the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not less the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Should shine unto them. God's light is not shining in their hearts to save them because Satan has blinded their minds. God hasn't blinded them. Satan's blinded them. Amen? We, that verse tells us specifically. Now look, here's what I want to do. I want to drive him a point. You're going to have to trust me, all right? So I want everybody to do this. Now, if you're not going to do it, I'm not going to wait till you do it. But I mean, you can cheer up, but, but you, you're going to lose. So I want everybody to close your eyes. Everybody, close your eyes. Now, wave your hand in front of your face. You, nobody, if you can see your hand, then your, your eyes aren't shut. But you're waving your hand in front of your face right now. Guess what? If you're not seeing anything, that's like you're living blind. Now, here's what you want. Stop doing that. Keep your eyes closed. Stop doing that, though. I want you to hold up two fingers with your right hand. Can, can you hold up? I'm seeing it. Very good. I want you to hold up three with your other hand. Now open your eyes. Here's what I want you to understand. Look at me. When you shut your eyes, you were in a state of blindness. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. But you had the ability to hear what I was saying and do what I said. That's right. Do you understand what God's Word 
is saying. We've got people today, listen, you've got some that they're, they're searching for what's right. They're in search. I need, they're, and Jesus said, come to me, all you labor, and I'll give you rest. You've got some that are watching, and that's why we need to live it. But you've got some that are blind. Listen, hey, they can't see the life you're living. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but they can hear. They can hear, praise God, the power of the Word of God. Amen. And they can respond. I don't care how blind they are, how far in sin they are. The preaching of the Word of God will convert the soul. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That leads me to my sixth point. We've got a message to proclaim. We have a message to proclaim. Amen. And here's the message. Look at this. I'm telling you, this. I hope this is helping you. Like it's helped me. He lays it out for us. Look what he said. He gives the state of the enemy which he puts people in. But look at verse 5. For we preach. Amen. Listen to me. Preaching still works. Amen. I don't care what the liberal crowd says. I don't care what they're doing down the road to make it entertainment. Preaching is what works and can work. I'm going to show you why. But for we preach. Now he says, not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. The God of this world, go back to our little illustration, has blinded them. So we have to do more than show them. Amen? Now it's important to live what we're speaking because we do have some that they're not blind yet, but, but they're, they're, they're wanting to know what's right. And they're searching. But, but, but those that are blind, they can't see that part. Some are deceived and they need to see. Some are searching, they need to know. But some are blind and they need to hear. And when we live a good life, there is a possibility they're not seeing it. They're not seeing it. So what do we have to do? We have to verbally communicate to the blind. Just like I did with you this morning, we have to verbally communicate. How do we do that? We can only, the only power that's going to change that state is God's Word. God's Word. We know they're capable of hearing what they cannot see. And listen, God said it over in His Word. In Romans, He tells us, So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by what? The Word of God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. How shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? It's all through the Word of God. For those, listen, for those that are searching, they need to know the truth. For those that are looking, they need to see those that are living right. For those that are blind, they need to hear from the power of the Word of God to convert their soul. Amen. Amen. We have a testimony. But we've got to open our mouths and preach the gospel to them as well. Why? Because they can't see they can't see. This is why we get these statements. I can't see why that church is so important to you. I've heard that. I can't see why you got to go to all the meetings. I can't see why that revival means... I, I can't see why, why that meant so much. I can't see what you're saying to me. The Bible is saying... I can't see that I have a problem with that, that you have a problem with. I can't see why you can't go there. I can't see why you can't do that with us. You know what? They're telling the truth. Because they're lost. Their mind has been blinded by Satan, not God. And they're looking right at it, but they can't see it. So what do we do? We've got to preach Christ. Amen. Now listen, this is very important. This part is important to understand. 
Look at verse 5. For we preach... And then what does it say? Alright. Here's where people are, are messing up today. you got your holier-than-thou, self-righteous uh, crowd here. That, that, that it's, it's all about them. Listen, I'm telling you what. Only by the grace of God are we not able to through His mercy. Do you realize this? The majority of people think that good people are going to go to heaven. Well, they were a good person. <coughs> When's the last time you read an obituary? Well, they're in hell. They weren't a believer. No, everybody's a good person and everybody's there. Everybody's going to go because the majority of people think, well, good people will go to heaven. So when you tell them, look, you're lost. And the Bible says, for all have sin to come short of the glory of God, and the wage of sin is death. And you tell them, you're lost. I'm going to heaven, but you're not. They're not hearing the gospel. What they hear is, you think you're good enough, and you think I'm not good enough. And therefore... I'm not buying that. We have to go out of our way not to preach ourselves. Get beyond you and go to Christ. That makes sense? It's not you. It's Jesus. It's not because of you. It's Jesus. It's not because of anything you've done or will do. It's Jesus. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Right. We're going to have to go out of our way not to preach ourselves. We're going to have to go out of our way not because they're looking at just us and them. You and me, you and me. You say you're going, I say, you say I'm not. What, you say you're good, not, you're good enough and I'm not. That, that, that's all. Remember their state. We've got to go out of ourselves not to make it about us and them but about Jesus. About Jesus. Amen? That makes sense. When we're talking to a lost person, you need to go back to verse 1. We have this ministry and we have received mercy. <laughs> Amen. The only reason I'm not in hell is because of Jesus. The only reason I'm not in jail is because of Jesus. The only reason my family's not a wreck is because of Jesus. And on and on. The only reason is because of Jesus. The only reason is because of Jesus. Listen, I deserve the wrath of God. I deserve hell. I deserve His judgment. I was lost like you. But Jesus! And look what it says here. For we preach not ourselves, comma, but Christ. It's all about Him, Brother Jason. Amen. That's right. It's all about Him. Do you realize something that the preaching that you're hearing this morning, the message you're hearing, uh, the preaching that I try to have men of God come in and preach to you um, was all over this land years ago? You could go to any church and hear this kind of preaching. Not now. Uh-uh. Not now. Years ago, listen, this preaching was everywhere and people was getting saved. People were getting saved. What's happened, preacher? What's happened? I'll tell you what's happened. Satan has blinded the minds of the lost, but he's deceived the minds of the saved into thinking we've got to change what the Lord has told us to do to reach those people that are blind. Amen. Amen. He's deceived many into thinking we need to try something else other than preaching. That's why you're seeing churches today nothing more than an entertainment center. Nothing more than a rock concert or country music concert. 
They're all activity driven. That's all it is. Potlucks, activities, that's all it's about. It's come as you are. Just as long as you're comfortable. None of that's going to save anybody. That's right. It isn't. It ain't going to save anybody. I'm about seeing people get saved. I don't know about you, but I'm about people getting saved. Amen. Amen. I want God to bless. I want I want God to fill these pews. But I want people to get saved. Amen. Amen. I want lives to get changed. I want to be faithful to this ministry yes. we've been placed in. Amen. Amen. We're never going to rescue the perishing by preaching ourselves. By highlighting our abilities. You go to some services and all it is is, is the talent portrayed of who's up there and how good of a orator or preacher is. Listen, I know sometimes my English isn't the best and probably there may be things I say to make you cringe, but I'm going to tell you what, I haven't come in excellency of speech to you. I've come by the power of God and the touch of God hoping to preach to you, amen, the truth of the Word of God. So they begin to change these services and change the preachers and change the style. And yeah, you might go from a group of 40 people to 140 people real fast. But guess what happens? Now you've got 100 people in here that aren't saved. (coughs) And you know what happens? You get 100 people that overtake the 40 people. Before long, they vote up the man that was preaching the Word and bringing some twinkle toes. And he's an ear tickler. And guess what? Now you've got another dead church. It's where we are, church. Amen. It's where we are. I'm tired of watching families get ruined. I'm tired of watching people live miserable. I'm tired of watching people lost and in that state of blindness with no one proclaiming the truth. Hey, thus saith the Lord. When any church stops preaching Jesus, stops emphasizing on the blood, stops giving truth, stops preaching against sin, they are dooming themselves and those people to destruction. Look, when you start building churches to accommodate lost people, that's what you're going to get. Look, I want to see people saved. But it's going to do no good for us to fill this building with lost people and never give them the truth that they can understand how they can get from that lost state and being lost in their sin and living in bondage, blinded by the devil, without the truth of the gospel and a life to prove it and for them to hear it and see it and have the power of the Word of God reach into their heart and do what only God can do. And man's not behind the new birth, God is. So we need to do it God's way. Can't nobody get you saved but the Lord. Amen. All we can do is proclaim the truth. Amen. I said can't, didn't I? Can did I? Yeah, see, Christy, I can tell by her look. Amen. Now look. What do we do? We live it, even though some can't see it, because there are some that are watching, some that are searching. But we preach it for those who can't hear. Can't see it, so they can hear it. Now look at verse 6. It's important. We're almost done. For God, this to me, this to me, this emphasizes what I'm telling you. I love what God's doing here. He's showing you that this is right. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. You can't say preaching the gospel doesn't do any good because you're here and you're saved. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can't say, Cameron, that it doesn't work. Because you're here, son. Hallelujah. And you can't say it's gotten so dark that it doesn't work anymore. So I don't know, preacher. I don't know. This is what he's telling us. He doesn't care how dark it gets. His word is more powerful than the darkness. How do you know? Look at the example he gives us. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about Genesis 1. In the very beginning. And it says darkness was upon the face of the deep 
And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, with His Word, Brother Jason, all He did was through His Word, He said, let there be light. And there was light. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Everything was in darkness. But yet God's Word was powerful enough to break it just like that. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? God still has the same kind of power through His Word, and He's given us His Word. Amen. To drive out darkness with light. Amen. Amen. Here's the thing you got to understand. Only this time, He's not doing it. God has given us the ability and the privilege to proclaim it. He's allowing for us, Brother Jason, right. to be used of Him to proclaim a light and a truth that will pierce the darkest heart. Amen. Amen. They might become more That's again. right. Amen. Amen. Listen, if we will proclaim the gospel, God's power is still efficient enough to drive out the darkness and shine light into the darkest heart. I don't care who they are. Amen. Listen to me. If we don't believe this, we're going to faint. We're going to get weary and well doing. Why doesn't we really work, preacher? I mean, really? I mean, we, we haven't seen the results we want to see. Oh, you're starting to talk like a lost person now. I can't see. I can't see. I'm not saying you're lost. I'm just saying. It sounds like a lost person. Why? Faith. People have quit believing this Bible has power. Brother Barth, I'm not. I know the power it holds. I know what it's done in my life. I've seen what it's done in others. We've seen the results here in this church. Praise God for it. Amen. Amen. The gospel still works. It's still powerful. Look, we've been given the opportunity to proclaim it. That's a great opportunity. Amen. To a lost and dying world. But think about this. If we stop, God's people, if we just button it up, we stop, we quit proclaiming and handing out the gospel and living it and, and preaching it. If we stop, guess what? The world's just going to get darker and darker and darker. Right. And then guess what? You'll keep seeing the megachurch get filled with dancing girls and rock music. Comfortable lifestyles. Right. In the midst of darkness, when the Holy Spirit of God begins to move and God's Word is spoken Things are going to happen. Amen. Things are going to happen. If He can do it for us, He can do it for them. Yes. Amen. Now here's the last thing you need to understand. This is going to help you. Verse 7. This, this, will, this will wrap it up for you. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and, and not of us. Look, as the days go by, None of us in here are getting stronger for the most part. Maybe some of the children, because that's the way the body goes. But for us, most of us in here, we aren't getting stronger. But we're getting what? We're getting weaker. But fear not. The power's not in us. It's in the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's not in this earthen vessel. Amen. It's in the Lord. It's not about the power of the physical body, but it's Jesus Christ who indwells the body. We can't focus on our vessel. <coughs> we can. If we do, we'll faint. We need to be reminded of the one that dwells in us. And the one that dwells in us is the same one that was with God when He spoke His Word. Amen. And that same power created the heavens and the earth and gave light in the midst of darkness. Amen. And the Holy Spirit inside of us Save souls and changes lives. Look, we have the greatest message in all the world. Right. We do. 
It's Jesus. He is the greatest gift in all the world. We need to share that with everybody. We need to go proclaim it. We need to go proclaim it to a lost and dying world. I had a preacher share this. He said that there was a fellow that came into the church and he was in an exterminator suit. And he came in and he said, I'm, I'm not here to do an extermination. I'm just here to tell you that for years I drove by your church. I watched you people come and go. For years I'd watch you all go out and they'd preach on the street and hand out tracts. And I knew deep inside that is what I need. I got deep into the world. I got married, got into things. But I want you to know that by your faithfulness, it did something in me. And I got born again. And I'm saved. And my wife is saved now. And we have a family. And we're serving faithfully in a church. And I just wanted to say thank you. Amen. 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 How many of those people you think will pass us tomorrow? How many of those people you think are right around here? Where's Kenny? Amen. It matters. It matters. We have a ministry. Morgan, come to the piano. We've received mercy. We have to keep marching on. We can't quit now. We have many that are watching. We have an enemy that's real. But we have a message to proclaim. Amen? Amen. And God has given us the power, the ability, praise God, Amen. to go out and just like those shepherds, when Jesus came, and they were like the first missionaries. I mean, they heralded the gospel and the good news. Listen, that Jesus was here. Let's proclaim to this lost world that's lost, and some are searching, and, and some are seeking, and some are blind, that Jesus saves. Amen. Amen. We have the greatest news in all the world. We just need to live it and share it every day. Every day. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed. She begins to play. The altar is open. The altar is open. If you need to come, let's come. Let's do business with God.